Sex and happiness both enrich our lives, yet it's surprising how few people can honestly say that they enjoy regular and fulfilling sex or describe themselves and their lives as happy. Host Lori Handlers helps you to experience real intimacy and happiness. You'll laugh a little, learn a little, and we hope put a smile on your face and a smile in your life. Now here's Lori. Hi, everybody. This is Lori Handlers. And for fun, at the end of 2019, I am offering you an episode from the podcast, Untamed Woman. In this podcast, I'm being interviewed by Robin Lee. And so I'm excited about it because it's all the things I like to talk about. Sex, happiness, super longevity, sex magic, how I got started, all kinds of things. So this is my offering for the end of 2019 and moving into 2020. I wish you all happy holidays and I look forward to interacting with you again in 2020. Namaste and blessings. Hi everyone, welcome back to Women Untamed. Today I'm here with Lori Handlers again. She's a sex sex (laughs) happiness coach, the author of the Amazon number one international bestseller, Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy, which I can say also is a really amazing book. She offers sexual health and awareness courses for corporations and individuals throughout the world. For over a decade, she's hosted a weekly radio show called Sex and Happiness. She has produced and starred in three independent award-winning films, and she's also a lead faculty member for ISTA. Her other major passion is radical life extension. Thank you for being with me again, Lori. So glad you're here. Thank you, Robin. What a treat. I feel so special. (laughs) (laughs) You are very special. Well, I think, you know, I'm so excited to speak with you because you have so much experience. Like you've really been in this field for a very long time. You're not bullshitting anything. You're not just regurgitating something you read in a book you've really been living on this path for a very long time and I can Mm. feel that I think anyone who talks to you can feel that you have the embodied wisdom so I really appreciate that and it's nice to be around thank you for that acknowledgement that's very sweet also I just want to acknowledge to people that I have a little cold today so um, if my voice sounds more gravelly than ever um, I didn't go back to cigarettes I haven't been into cigarettes since the early 90s but I'm very gravelly today so yes Lori just got back from Mexico where she was teaching and training I think for ISTA yes I did the first uh, Mexico Tantra Festival Mm -hmm. I I had five presentations there was amazing and then uh, I I led ISTA level one there and uh, sold out months in advance amazing group amazing venue yeah, I love Mexico. Yeah, I do love Mexico. So, For those who don't know what ISTA is, do you want to just do a quick... Sure. ISTA, International School of Temple Arts. Uh, you could go to schooloftemplearts.org and find out much more. There are 14 lead faculty members, of which I am one. There's about 30 other faculty members who are co-facilitators and many organizers, and we're in 44 countries. And what we do is we do something called spiritual, sexual, shamanic experience. That's level one. And that's what I just did in Mexico. And it's all three of those things. It's very spiritual. It's very sexual in the sense of people 
exploring their own sexuality for perhaps the first time. Some of it is very practical, like safer sex talks, um, boundaries and consent, um, practicing that stuff, like having conversations with people like you've never had before. And then uh, some of it is hands-on sexual healing work. Mm-hmm. And, and a big portion of it is shamanic, mm-hmm. just allowing the idea that we, there's a lot of unknown in our, in, in our personal realms and that if we tune into that unknown and listen for inner guidance, or for signs and signals. I am not a woo-woo person, by the way. And when I say some of this is shamanic, it's uh, it's really incorporating inner wisdom that's probably come down through the DNA codes mm-hmm. in all of our bodies and finally turning tuning into that and saying, wow, shamanically, I need to move like this or I need to move like that. And so the ISTA level one is a whole lot about tuning in to the practical things as well as the shamanic things. Mm-hmm. And people are raving about the training. There's no, there's no mistake. I mean, people are coming in droves. They're signing up way in advance for every ISTA training around the planet, not just mine. Yeah, it's a really, really well-rounded training and school that goes into so many different layers of sexuality because it's not just physical. So when we're saying shamanic, you're also addressing the energetic aspects and really learning about that, which is the education we all should have received, but we didn't. So yeah, seventh really, grade. Yeah, <laughs> it was really important stuff. In sixth or seventh grade, we should have been having is the level one. <laughs> yeah. But now, as grown-ups, it's like remedial training. It's yeah. like having to stay after school and get the training that our parents and the schools should have given us. Yeah. I was, I mean, I'm always impressed, but even going into things like the victim perpetrator triangle, like all the dynamics we create, I mean, it's not just like a, you know, a sex party or something. It's, it it can be that, I guess, if you want it to, but there's a lot of embodied experience of true wisdom around these topics. It's just so cool. Thank you. Yeah. So it was great. It was really a well done training, well received training. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, Moving right along, my next one is level two in Iceland in the end of January 2020. So, Will you see the Northern Lights? I sure hope so. This will be my second trip to Iceland and one trip to Alaska, and I still haven't seen them. It's, it's rare, and especially if it's cloudy or if it's a full moon, it's less likely. Mm-hmm. So the last time I was there, it was a full moon. And when I was in Alaska, it was a full moon. So I'm hoping this time is just dark. And I get to see them. Cool. So we're going to talk about today sex magic and radical life extension. So the first question is, what does sex magic mean to you? Sex magic is the deliberate use of orgasm to fuel intentions. So what do I want to manifest? I'm writing another book. I mean, I showed my first book and I'm now writing Sex and Happiness over 60 it gets better that's my neck that's book two and when i want to manifest something i use my orgasm to put it to use like if you consider that we all came from a sperm impregnating an egg 
except if we're an amoeba, then we would just divide. But we're not amoebas, we're people. So we all got here through the energies of creation, through two people putting their second energy centers, the second chakras together, and, and making a baby. And that's some powerful energy of creation. So human beings, because we have a cerebral cortex, we do not have to only make love or, or use sex when we're in heat, like the rest of the animal kingdom. We can creatively make love to ourselves or to another anytime during the month, right. anytime during the year. And that's creative life force energy. So using that to manifest a new book or using that to manifest a new gadget or using that to manifest an idea whose time has come is a very good use of creative life force or of sexual energy. So I believe there should be no wasted orgasms. I feel that people should set intentions prior to making self-love or prior to making love to another or others and use that energy to manifest because there's no more potent time during our life than when we're actually making love. Like it's, it's just for some people, it's an out of body experience. For some people, they travel in the void. Mm -hmm. For some people, the connection, the energetic connection is so strong. So we don't need to have sperm impregnating a zygote. We can simply release that energy into the cosmos to manifest that which we want. And also, it's good to not be attached. So it's good to say what the intentions are, let them rip at the moment of orgasm, join them with all the orgasms that have ever been in the universe, and then let it go and see what happens. So is your practice for this that you're verbal reverbalizing your attention? Or are you just kind of calling it into your mind and centering it? How does it look for you? I do both. I'm sometimes I set my attention and then I'm so into my orgasm that I forget. And then all of a sudden I go, no, no, wait, wait, my intention. So it could be like that, or it could be just in the moment of orgasm. I'm screaming at my partner. This is what I'm manifesting. And my partner screams back at me. This is what I'm manifesting. And so we're going to be talking about uh, radical life extension. And one of the things that we set every single time we're together, my partner and I, is forever bodies. Mm. Our bodies youthing Mm -hmm. as a result of circulating this vital life force and our bodies youthing as a result of setting that intention while creating magic. Yeah. Reverse aging is definitely a thing. How did you come to sex magic? Because I know in the past you were very much like a corporate woman. So was this like outside of the field for you or how did it come into your life? Well, it's funny you ask that because usually I tell the story. I was in the corporate world. Before that, I was a school teacher. I taught elementary school, fifth and sixth grade. Then I taught college. And then I went into corporate. And, um, and so usually I tell the story of having all these government contracts to teach people how to communicate more freely. But also I was studying Tantra at the time. So I made them move their bodies. I feel like people get more, they get, more of the lessons when they get it in the body, not just listening and seeing. Experientially, the body 
learns and absorbs a lot. So I was doing that kind of work. And then George W. Bush got elected. I had all these contracts under Bill Clinton. George W. Bush got elected and he gave all those contracts to churches. And I didn't own a church and that was the end of that. So that was a quite a few thousand dollars that went flying out of my pocket mm-hmm. when George W. Bush got elected. But I said, okay, sex always sells. So I'm going to take my hobby and I'm going to make it my vocation. And that's when I became a full-time Tantra teacher. Um, so that's, that's the normal story that I tell. However, <clears throat> if we really look at it, Prior to those government contracts, I worked at Landmark Education. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. And when I was working, well, when I was first coming up in Landmark Education, I went through something called the, in that time it was called the IFLP, Introduction to the Form Leaders Program, but now it's called the ILP, Introduction Introductory Leaders Program. Anyway, when I was going through that, I lived in Washington, D.C., and, and every six weeks we had to go to New York to join all the groups of ILPs together and um, and get the downloads from various forum leaders, various seminar leaders, and what have you. And I, at the time, was just, I don't know. I, was, I, I, I think I was still in the tennis business. I had a lot of different businesses, so I'm not sure which business I was in then. But anyway, I would travel to New York, and I was doing great in the ILP. Like, to me, that was like camp. Mm-hmm. I had yeah. so much fun learning and I had so much fun at what I was already good at, which was enrolling people mm-hmm. into their life. Mm-hmm. So I had to get on the stage and do what they call a mock. I was like one of the first people out of the 500 people in the New York meeting to have to stand up and say, hello and welcome. Tonight I'm going to tell you about the landmark form. And I did it. And they said to me, you just used your sex to enroll us. And I was mortified. I said, I did not. I wasn't flirting with anybody. I wasn't acting the part of my sexual energy. As far as I knew, I was, but probably I was very out of touch. I mean, if I really look at it and the, and the, the man who was talking to me at that time was not a form leader, but he is now. And he, he said to me, uh, yeah, you did. And I said, no, I didn't. And he said, okay, pick another, pick a pair of eyes and say the same two sentences to somebody. And I picked a pair of eyes. I remember exactly the person I looked at. He was sort of a light skinned Irish guy, gray hair, but sort of premature gray. I looked straight at him and I said, you know, hello and welcome, blah, blah, blah. And his face flushed bright red. And he said to me, I need a cigarette now. And I mean, I'm standing on a stage, there's 500 people there. And I'm like, I didn't, I am not doing that. I know when I'm being sexual, I'm not being sexual. And they said, yeah, you are. Oh my God. I was, I felt humiliated, but, and I kept denying it. And when I went on staff at Landmark, I, for about four years, I kept my sexuality in my desk drawer. Mm. Like I, I was so freaked out. I never wanted to, to appear to have a sex life or appear to be sexy again. I mean, that's so weird. But anyway, now given what I know, like what you said, the wisdom that I have and who I am in the world, I was. But the thing is, that's one of my talents and that's one of my skills and that's one of my gifts to channel sexual energy 
to make things happen. Yep. But I, Robin, at the time, I could never have owned that. I mean, I felt like I was being shamed mm. once again, you know, yeah. for sexual energy. And I was like, I didn't do that. I don't know what you're talking about. That is wrong. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and I, I put up a huge protest. But if I, knowing what I know now about sexual energy, my energies of enrollment are, they come from my pleasure center. They come from also making a living. They come from one and two chakras mm -hmm. and then three, which is power. And those are the lower chakras. And that is what I was using. Mm -hmm. I'm telling the truth now, you know, I don't know. You know, I haven't seen that form letter in a long time. If I were to see him, he probably wouldn't remember, but I would still tell him if I saw him. Yeah. So, so his is, just for art, I mean, if anyone listening is a landmark person, I call them land Martians. He, uh, the form leader was David Cunningham. And, um, I mean, he said that to me and I like, I hated him. And then I, you know, it's crazy because he was right. Yeah. So when do you feel like you sort of realized, was it just through studying Tantra that it gave you power to learn how to consciously do that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm in the Tantra world for about 22, 21, 22 years. So everything is now, uh, I see everything in a sexuality context. Mm -hmm. uh, I can tell if someone comes into the room. I mean, if I'm in a room at a party or something with like 50 people, I can actually tell who's having sex and who's not. I can, uh, I mean, I just can. I can tell when people are, when people are complaining. I learned this at Landmark. When people are complaining, they're complaining about what they're the most committed to. Mm. And I know how to turn those complaints into requests and then actually see if they want to join me in something. I mean, I'm super skilled from combining both the transformational headwork with the body stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, but I, how I learned sex magic was I was at a conference. It was actually an ISTA conference. And I met a guy. I was, I was uh, moderating a panel on teenage sexuality. And a guy was in the audience. And he kept saying really brilliant things and asking brilliant questions. And uh, at, the end of the, at the end of the panel, I said to him, yo, I want to talk to you. Who are you? And he told me his name is Stuart Mark Berlin. And I said, what are you into? How many kids do you have? You're so knowledgeable about teenage sexuality. And you seem to know so much about the, what the panel was talking about. And he said, I practice sex magic. And I said, I do too. And I, then I said, we should get together. And we, so we made arrangements. He lives in, in LA. I live in Phoenix. And we made arrangements to get together. And I mean, when we met, he wasn't, I mean, I just, I had to like convince myself that I was going to have a sexual encounter with him. He, I mean, to me, he looked, I, I was telling this, he looks like the abominable s snowman. Like he has like this huge beard and a belly and a this. And I was, the, I was like, when I picked him up at the airport, I went, Laurie, are you really going to do this? Yes, yeah, <laughs> And we became six magic partners on and off for a year. Mm. He taught me everything he knew, and I taught him everything I know. And we combined our 
our ideas and our skills. And that's what I practice today. Sex magic, a la Stuart and Lori. Yeah. I find that um, some people shy away from this topic because maybe they still feel a taboo around sex or magic. But ironically, I think this is clear in the way you're explaining it too. It's really just about having conscious awareness of the energy in your body and directing it towards a desired outcome. So do you feel like you, when you encounter people who have resistance to talking about it is, is there a way that you kind of like start to show them the connection between their sexuality and all of their lives? Yeah, I, well, I, I try to do that in every conversation. I mean, when people tell me that, you know, a woman once called me to see if she could come to my sex magic class and not have to have an orgasm. And I said to her, are you kidding me? I mean, that's like how it happens. What do you do if people don't have orgasms or haven't experienced one? Well, then we can teach them how to do that. But if they don't want to have it, then I don't understand. I don't know how we can do sex magic. They're not moving sexual energy yeah, um, throughout their body. I don't know how they're going to create magic. But let me just go back for a second and tell you that uh, the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon mm-hmm. Hill. Yeah. In chapter 11, he talks about it. He just doesn't call it sex magic. But all those capitalists, the people that built America, yeah, you know the North America, all those railroad guys and those steel and and coal mining and you know the the barons of 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 the U.S. history, all of them knew about sex magic. They threatened Napoleon Hill mm-hmm. when he said he was going to put their names in the book. Mm-hmm. So he didn't, and the book got published. But uh, otherwise, he was you know someone was going to come and break both legs. Or something worse. Yeah. So it's known, it's been known about for since maybe Egypt or before, yeah. mm-hmm. but people get scared of the word magic. Yeah. And ke- people get scared of sex. And like sex is our birthright, mm-hmm. having pleasure in our body. And pleasure is medicine. So if they, if people are shy, uh, shy away from sex, I, you know, I don't know what to say to them. I don't want to talk about the baseball game or the weather, or I don't want to talk about the president. I don't want to talk about all the things that people make small chatter about. Mm -hmm. So what are some major things that you feel like you've manifested with your sex magic practice? Oh, I manifested my films. I've been, as you said in the introduction, I've starred in three films. I manifested a DVD of, my bliss course i've manifested um the book i manifested a radio show which is now my my podcast which has been broadcasting for 10 or 12 years it was really funny i said one day i was in i had an apartment in new york and i said i want to manifest a show and then i went to this to the new life expo in new york and i had a booth there and i was on my way to the ladies room I just, I did sex magic on myself and I said, I want to manifest a show. And then I slid on something like a postcard, you know, like a, a shiny yeah. thing that you get at people's tables at, a, at an expo. Mm-hmm. And I was, I almost slid like a banana peel on this postcard. And I, so I said, well, let me see what it says. 
I looked down and it said, new radio station starting in New York City. Um, call this number. <laughs> so I called the number and I, I mean, th it, that just happened overnight. Right after I did Sex Magic about having a show. Wow. So that was my first station. And um, it was Tribeca Radio. And um, I used to go in live. I didn't do anything like this. Like I went into a station. I had a big microphone. I had the earphones on it. People could come in and be my guests on the station. And I had a technician who told me, you know, cut. Mm -hmm. you know, it was like a real, it was like a real radio station. And then I, I'm two stations later um, at Web Talk Radio. And, um, and, and that first show was called Tantra Cafe. Then I, I moved that to another station and then I moved it to where I am now. And then the owner of Web Talk Radio said to me, you could have a much bigger audience if you would stop only talk about Tantra hmm. and talk about sex. Hmm. And I said, yeah, I'm bored anyway. So I changed it to Sex and Happiness, the name of my book. And like, it's just expanded and expanded. So Very cool. Yeah, so that's like a perfect example. I did sex magic the night before, and then I slide on this postcard, <laughs> and boom, you know, a, a show starts, a pot, which now we call podcast, but at the time they called it internet radio. Yes, and you don't have to use it just to manifest things. You also can use it for healing, right, which is radical life extension. I'm assuming there's connection there. Do you want to yeah. explain that? So here's the thing. I know people who have shrunken tumors inside of their wombs. Mm -hmm. I know people who have shrunk lumps inside of their breast. I know people who have used it for very, very specific healings. I know women who have done that. I know men who have eradicated their uh, high PSA count in their prostate by doing this as well and also having manual stimulation of the prostate. Mm -hmm. it is possible to do this. The idea is you set the intention, then you make love to yourself or you make love to a partner. You set the intentions together. And then you, you at the time in which you're making love and you're just about to have orgasm, you bring that intention back to bearing or those intentions back to bearing. In my way of sex magic, when I teach sex magic and it's partnered, I teach them that one has to be the receiver. The yeah. person in the feminine aspect needs to be the receiver. The person in the masculine aspect uses their body as the altar, mm -hmm. like at a temple at which they would pray. Mm -hmm. and they and they make the magic on the body they don't have intercourse mm. but that's not to say that you can't do sex magic when having intercourse other people teach it in sex magic as a practice of coitus i don't yet i've been known to be having to be making love being in the missionary position my legs are up in the air my arms are around my partner and all of a sudden i go how much money did you say you want to make <laughs> How much money do you want flying into your pockets? Tell me now. You know, and the person is like, oh my God, I, I want, I want um, this amount. I go, give me an exact figure. You know, and then we let that go. So 
I don't have a restriction on it. It's just when I teach it, there's a way that those in the masculine polarity can honor those in the feminine polarity in such a way that women or people in same-sex couples, people who are in the feminine polarity of same-sex couples and choose to be the altar, can be worshipped and acknowledged such that they've never experienced anything like this before. Mm. And once they do that and they set that as a kind of standard for creating what they want, uh, there's a new, there's new synapses. There's new nerve, you know, nerve patterns that happen in the body and the relationship shifts into something amazing as a result of doing magic together and honoring someone so much. So that's the way I teach it to start with. And that's the way Stuart and I uh, came up with it. Yeah. That's um, very tantric as well. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it requires, it sounds like for the masculine and feminine polarized beings to be in a particular place with themselves too, for a woman to fully surrender. There's a lot that needs to happen also. And I yeah. know you, have kind of gone on your own journey with that too into being in a place of really fully surrendering. Does that, do you feel like that plays a big role in being able to actively manifest and let a lot of energy move through you? Totally. And what you said is so good. The word surrender is misunderstood. I mean, most people think surrender is, you know, you wave a white flag and you're, yeah. uh, you, you agree that you lost you lot you 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 give up you surrender to the enemy right and um i don't see my lovers as enemies i don't see i'm in a woman's body i don't see any men as enemies i may not like the politics that that are going on in the world i might not like us politics however i don't hate men mm-hmm. and i don't um and i think everything is shifting but I, at the same time, think that holding on to anger and hatred towards anyone yeah. uh, only creates more anger, anger and hatred and separation. And that's, I don't think that's necessary in the world. I think what's necessary in the world is unity. So surrender, when I speak about it, is feeling trusting enough in myself that I know safety is an inside job. Yeah. And if I surrender my body to someone to do stuff to it and on it, I'm pretty clear that I'm doing that out of choice. Mm-hmm. It's my choice. It's my consent to do that. And literally, I mean, when I first picked Stuart up at the airport, like we weren't, I mean, we, there wasn't an attraction. Normally people feel like they can, you can only do a sexual act with somebody you're super attracted to. Mm-hmm. And I beg to differ. Some of the best lessons I've ever gotten in my life came from my liaison with Stuart mm-hmm. Mark Berlin. And I didn't have a strong attraction to him, but I fell in love with the person that he is. Yeah. And I'm grateful mm-hmm. that I made myself surrender to my wishes. Yeah. You know, I remember him coming to my house and going, ah, you don't seem very comfortable. (laughs) Maybe you should have a glass of wine or something, you know, maybe I should give you a massage. And I just was like, "Uh 
yeah, I'm not so comfortable. But I, you know, but over time he grew on me and we met five times total and we created some programs and we created exactly what I, I deliver these days as sex magic. Yeah. It's a big topic because I, you know, in manifestation in general, you have to be willing to let go and surrender, period. You can't control your way to manifestation. And then with sex magic, you literally have to be willing to let go completely so that the largest amount of energy can move through you, right? When you're like, the bigger, the more expansive that orgasmic field, the more life force you're literally like putting behind something. Exactly. it's interesting to think about like if you do have any kind of resentment or anger or hostility, especially towards your partner, it's a huge blockage um, in your, your being. So, you know, a lot of the stuff you teach with the emotional release and the conscious communication and creating containers, all the stuff that you do is like really setting even more of a foundation for these practices than I feel like I often hear when they're discussed. So it's, it's really nice to, um, hear that and see that because there are some other layers to it too. You got to clear out the pathways. Yeah. Well, to me, yeah, this is how I look at sex magic. If I have an intention, that's like, I want an airplane or a helicopter to land. Mm -hmm. My intention, you know, this book represents something that I want to land. Yeah. On the manifest, on the physical plane. Yes. First, I have to clear a runway. Mm-hmm. Nothing can land in the jungle. So I just came from the jungle, and I trust me, you know, there's nothing that can land. It's so thick. So first of all, it's necessary to clear a landing strip. So that's what emotional release is. Yeah. I clear the way for something new to happen. I let go of the past. Mm-hmm. I let go of my judgments. I let go of my prejudices. I let go of my fears. I let go of things I'm holding on to that seem to define my, my identity that I, I mean, I know who I am. I don't need all that to hold on to. I'm Laurie Handlers and I'm this. No, I don't know what I am. I prefer to, to, to tri- travel in the unknown, uh, becoming new, like lava that's coming out of a volcano. I want to like find new stuff all the time. It took, it took a while to be that. Yeah. You know, so, I have to let go of the past. And so I do emotional release to let go of the past, whatever the past represents to me. And I clear the landing strip for new Nora patterns to, to form. Then I, I, in the clearing, I set a clear intention. Then once I've set a clear intention, and by the way, people ask me, should we set 10 intentions? No, you should set one intention. Two tops. Yeah. Because if you can't remember what you're intending, it's it's no point. Right. So you it, you'll have another chance. You can touch your body the next day. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not going anywhere. So you know you could set. But to, to in my way of thinking, you set one intention, yeah. possibly two. I might set. I want the new book, and I have a forever body. The forever body stays all the time as my intention, mm-hmm. and then. What's my new intention? Well, uh, my intention recently was to create workshops all over the world with my partner, Michael, that couples would want to desire to come to in exotic places. 
-hmm. And that's already happening. Yeah. That just, it received a big boost recently in Mexico. And we were invited to come back in February to do a couple's course oh, wow. in, in uh, Tulum. Mm -hmm. And and we were invited to Leesburg, Virginia, which is not so far from you. Yeah. To do a couple's course. And we have some others on the books already. San Diego, Florida. So that intention, we started setting that intention in about March of 2019. We set it together. And now it's November, the end of November, 2019. And that's not a long time to manifest, to start getting invitations and to start seeing people wanting to show up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, do you want to do it the hard way? Right. Do you want to do it the easy way? The easy way, it's like, here's the, oh, I, I love saying this. You know, the laws of attraction, the book, the laws of attraction, and also the movie, the laws of attraction. Yeah, like the secret but, and stuff. Yeah, the secret. Michael Beckwith and company. Yeah. So Michael Beckwith is a brilliant guy. Love him. So, used to, saw him the first time before he had that huge church. I saw him in a little, you know, like a Holiday Inn meeting room. Oh. I, was, I was very impressed. He had like, you know, 60 people. <laughs> now every Sunday, I think he has 600 or maybe a thousand people. But anyway, they missed the secret in the secret. The secret is use your orgasm, use your sexual energy to create what you want in your life yeah. and to manifest because that is your energy of creation. Right. Yes. And that was left out of the secret. That really is the secret. That's yes. the real secret. I'm sorry, you guys, you missed the boat. I would take you on anytime if you hear this and you want to debate me, that's fine. But I'm telling you, you missed it. And I think you know about it, but I think you just didn't mention it for fear right. of public opinion. And that's too bad. Correct. So, and also, I think you just hit the nail on the head for another piece, which is just your sexual energy is not separate from your life force energy. They're the same thing. So when people have shame and fear around sexuality, they're also afraid of themselves and their power and what they're able to create, which is so crazy. And, you know, like you said, you can kind of tell when someone's in touch with that or not, just when you look around the room, because, the more you're letting that move through your body, the more alive and like joyful people tend to, to look just, I guess, radiant, right? Or they have more radiance, they have more color in their face. They see they occur as well with the world, all's well in the world. And, um, you know, or they're up to something that's, that's big and they, and they feel embodied. If yeah. they're not touching themselves or if they're not, if they don't have a partner that they're loving or who's loving them or partners, because I'm not prejudiced about yeah. how the configuration has to look. I don't trust that they're embodied, that they're coming from an embodied place. I don't care what the blah, blah is. So the laws of attraction work the best when we're actually using them. Yeah. So now let we, I see, I mean, I just glanced at my watch. I don't know how much time we have left, but I want to talk a little bit more about radical life extension. Why it's, yeah. why it's so, <laughs> so I 
got involved with a group of people that I met in New York and that's what had me move to Arizona. Mm -hmm. And I learned a lot from them. I'm not part of the community anymore, but I learned a, a hell of a lot from them. And the first thing was to stop thinking about death, mm -hmm. stop planning for death, stop buying things and commercial things that have to do with death, not to buy a, a plot of land, not to, to write a terminal will, not to, some people may think this is completely irresponsible, but I'm going to explain it. Mm -hmm. Not to plan for uh, where my wealth is going, but to actually plan for life. To actually plan to keep living. That's a totally different take. So just so you know, um, on this day that we're recording, tomorrow is my 72nd birthday. <laughs> and if you saw... The people that I went to high school with, a lot of them don't look very good. You know, I, I love them and I'm going to lose them. And I, I hate that I'm going to lose them. People, I don't hang around with people my age because hanging around with people my age, mostly they're not, they're not well. Yeah. And they're not looking forward. They're looking, you know, they're playing old songs, old jukebox songs. And they're saying, Weren't, wasn't life better then? No. My next book is Sex and Happiness. It gets better over 60. It really has. So the first thing I learned was a mindset. Stop planning for death. So I had stopped. The second thing I learned was about supplements, food, mm -hmm. um, exercise, and, and then I added sex. So I learned about supplementation, things that are way off the chart that most people have never heard of, but they're starting to because Google has invested a lot of money in, in radical life extension. So Google is um, leading the charge, but there are many scientists around who are, who are, who are, uh, how do I want to, who are regarding aging as a disease, just like the flu. They're regarding the body as aging. Like most of us think, it's oh, it's part of the natural right, life cycle. Right, 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 right. No, maybe aging is a disease. Maybe yeah. it can be cured with simple treatments. So I take a regimen. I don't have them for, to show you right now, but I take about 50 supplements a day. Way, I spend more money on supplementation than anything else in my life. Mm -hmm. um, I take radical treatments. For example, I'll just give you one. Diabetics take a, a medicine called metformin. And metformin lowers the blood sugar and makes it possible for them to digest insulin better. Um, or ingest. I don't know if, the, well, if I'm using the right word. But anyway, I'm not diabetic, but I take metformin because in all the studies done on people with diabetes who take metformin, the incidences of cancer are almost nil. Hmm. They're very, very low. And no pancreatic cancer has been identified in the people, in the control groups that take metformin. So my mother died of pancreatic cancer, and I don't want to get that. They told me that it wasn't hereditary, but I don't believe them. Okay. So I take metformin daily. I take 500 milligrams daily at night. It's a prescription medication. I had to find a doctor who would prescribe it for me. And on Facebook, there's a whole self-regulated metformin group 
of people who take it who aren't taking it for diabetes. Mm. That's just one example. Some people look at me like I'm crazy. Why are you doing that? I'm doing that because my body is my own. I own it. I'm sovereign. Mm -hmm. And I'm taking things that are experimental because my body's my experiment. Mm -hmm. So that's an example. There are things more radical than that that I've done, like getting stem cells and mm -hmm. taking NAD plus, which I don't know how to say the big word of what NAD is, but those things clear the mitochondria. Mm -hmm. they, um, they clean up things that have happened to my body as cells have divided over the amount of time that I've been on the planet. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing everything that I can to reverse. As a matter of fact, tomorrow I'm going to get my second NAD treatment. It's a second, it's a, a year later and I'm going to get my NAD patches and you take them over 11 days. You put them on your body and you put NAD on them and they go in dermally. So those are just a few things um, that I can speak about and say, since I know that I'm sovereign because I, because I took ISTA, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I'm, t I'm taking uh, radical life extension measures to make sure that I'm around for a long time. I don't know about forever, but I know that life is predicted to be extended now to 120. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you that if I make it to 120, and I'm still in this kind of shape that um, am, am I going to tell you that I don't want to be 121? <laughs> am I going to tell you that I don't want to be 125? Am I going to tell you that I don't want to be 130, 140? If I look like this and feel like this, the way I am mm -hmm. at 72, yeah. I don't know anyone like this. Yeah. So, Yeah. I'm going to keep going. Are you a believer also that a lot of aging and illness has to do with underlying emotional causes? Oh, well, illness for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, um, yes, I think if we don't, like emotions are energy in motion. Mm -hmm. And if energy gets stuck in the body, it, where it gets stuck is in those power centers mm -hmm. in one, two, and three chakras. Mm -hmm. If it gets stuck in those energy centers and it isn't moved and it rots like anger and resentment, mm -hmm. um, revenge, um, fear, trauma, if it gets stuck, if those things get stuck, they affect us physically. They affect our health and well-being in, in ways. Well, first of all, people's hearts attack them. Yeah. I mean, we'll just, that's yeah. why it's yeah. named heart attack. Yeah. But there are many things that, you know, look, I can't help all the DDT that people have breathed in. Mm -hmm. And I can't help this 5G thing that's happening. You know, there's things that are toxins. Yeah, um, yeah. I fly in airplanes a lot. I take um, I take anti-radiation drops when I get on the plane, and I take 16 pellets when I get on the plane of immune-boosting stuff that, that I get from my doctor. And I people look at me, you know, I get on the plane, and I'm, like, taking all this stuff and taking these drops, and they're like, you know, 
this woman sitting next to us is crazy, but the person sitting next to me could be coughing and there's radiation in airplanes. So I have to take precautions. I didn't know there was radiation in airplanes, but that makes sense. Yes, there is radiation in airplanes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a lot of things that we can do that are very little known. People don't know about them. But once you wake up to knowing about it, then you start to, there are Facebook groups that have to do with super long life. Yeah. Um, and there are conventions and conferences. Uh, next May uh, In May 2020, May 22 and 23, there'll be a big conference, anti-aging conference in Berlin. Hmm. So, yeah, you can go to um, Healthy Forever. I think it's healthyforever.org. Cool. Yeah. And that, and the person who's the head of that conference just took us to level one. Oh, nice. So, yeah. So my worlds have married. <laughs> so awesome. Are you, what about anti-aging foods? Are you a, a believer or fan in dietary support? Well, I, you know, for 25 years I was a vegetarian and then the same person who helped me become vegetarian when I went through menopause, told me that I needed animal protein and I was becoming anemic. Mm -hmm. So I I haven't eaten beef since 1972. That's a very long time. That is a long time. (laughs) Um, But I do eat chicken and fish Mm -hmm. and a a little bit of turkey. Um, Mm -hmm. I eat mostly greens. Um, I eat organic, all organic food. I know it's more expensive, but I spring for it because that's what's necessary to stay away from those pesticides and toxins. I'm not vegan. I'm not, uh, a lot of people I know are keto diet people. I'm not so sure about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't, you know, everyone that I know, the jury is out. People are doing different things. Yeah. I'm just following my gut. One of my practices, as you know, is Lottie Han, moving in the unknown. And so I just follow my gut. Yeah. I try to eat as little gluten as possible, but I'm not gluten. I'm not celiac. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think that too much gluten is not good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I drink red wine and I get reserve at all. So, uh, <laughs> and I mean, I'm a fan of Suzanne Summers, and she's into Radical Life Extension and she drinks tequila. Love tequila. She says agave is really healthy for you. So I'm also into plant medicines. I just had my first combo mm-hmm. experience and I had a rapé that was anti-inflammatory because I had an accident in Mexico. So I breathed in that rapé stuff or experienced that before but I'm not anti that yes I'm definitely for ayahuasca I'm for the therapists who are saying that ayahuasca can cut through people's mental illness and trauma faster than seeing a therapist for 20 years Mm -hmm. so yeah I guess I'm pretty radical (laughs) do you filter your water I do. I have a reverse osmosis water, but I put mineral drops in it mm-hmm. because RO water can leach out the calcium from your bones, and I certainly don't want that. Mm-hmm. So I put mineral addition to that water, and I'm looking at some of those filtration systems and, and seeing if I should invest in, in them. 
I also have, I changed the water in Arizona. I changed it from hard to soft. Mm -hmm. I have a water softening system so that my skin doesn't have all those cranky minerals. What would you say to someone who feels like they have a bunch of aches and pains and they don't know if they even want to extend their life because they feel like it's just going to keep going like that. Yeah. I wouldn't want to, if I was them, I understand. Mm -hmm. Um, So my story is true that I had a lot of anger and I had a lot of aches and pains in my body. And when I started Tantra, I used to wear two knee braces and I used to sleep on a neck roll and I went to the chiropractor sometimes three times a week. And then I got into emotional release on a regular basis. And I did emotional release every single day for six months. And when I finished that, not only did I not have a big sludge fund left of anger, but my body didn't have any more pain. Yes, I love that smile that you just put on. I love these stories. (laughs) It's real. My best friend, Michelle, used to say that my pain walked into the room five minutes before I did. Wow. Um, I had a lot of anger, and I didn't know how to get rid of it, and then I just decided to try the tools that I learned in Tantra. Now, I learned these tools long ago in a bioenergetics class, but they never said anything about the sexual energy. So for some reason, it didn't really connect. In Tantra, it really connected. I hit the floor doing emotional release, which I can coach anyone through, and which, by the way, I have programs. I have online programs about this that are on my website, mm-hmm. lauriehandlers.com. Um, I did these practices that I teach people for six straight months, and then my, my pain did not walk in the room ahead of me anymore. So if someone's in really bad shape and they've got a lot of aches and pains, Let's start with the emotions. Yeah. And let's see what we can do to get off those medications and whatever else that they're taking. And uh, I have not taken an aspirin, I don't know, in, in almost 20 years. I mean, I used to have period cramps. Like I had like the worst. Yeah. I had every month I had the worst cramps and I had all this angst. Yeah. And stuff going on in my body. I don't have any of that anymore. Wow. Yeah. So good. I'm so glad you asked that. What a great question. Yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like people are waking up more and more to the idea that, you know, our physical symptoms are not just physical. They're just, just like sex isn't just physical. There's this energetic component to everything. Just like we can manifest the sex magic. That's right. That's your orgasms. Give Lori Handlers. You heard it here first. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you so much. Thank you for thank you for believing in me. I I love that you believe in me. You know, I, and it's not really me. It's not like it's not my ego going. Oh, Robin loves me. It's really that you that you you give credibility to what I have to say, and um, you know, I am my own experiment of everything that I talk about. I would never tell somebody to do something that I wouldn't do. Yeah. So I've done everything that I talk about and I'm the proof, the living proof that this stuff works. And, uh, you know, my partner is 20 years younger than me and he says that I'm his using program. 
you know, he says that I look and feel better than he does. So he's starting to shape up based on my loving him and my using him into, you know, sobriety about diet and health and exercise and what have you. Oh, and I didn't say this, but sleep is underrated. People need seven and a half hours of sleep a night, no matter who they are. Some need more, but not less. And that's according to a sleep expert, Dr. Kirk Parsley. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I know that to be true. People, we are like in this work machine mode and we think it's really cool. Like it's so macho to only have three hours of sleep a night. You know, people brag about that. I don't need to sleep. No, you do. <laughs> and some people's relationships break up because of their bad sleep patterns. Hmm. Um, one partner doesn't sleep enough and the other does, and then they don't, they don't get along because the one who doesn't sleep enough is cranky and is sort of a bitch to, to, to relate to. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So I'm, I didn't even touch on that stuff, sleep and exercise, but we need that. We need to exercise way more. Everyone is sedentary. We need to exercise way more than ever mm-hmm. when we had manual jobs. Yeah. And I try to exercise six days a week Mm. and I don't always make that mark, but I even now downloaded these 10 minute exercise programs that I could do on that I can do when I'm on the road Mm. and then sleep. I have to get seven and a half to eight hours. If I don't get that, I'm a bitch. Yeah. So good to know that about yourself. Thank you. True for all of us. I can't. So those are some, you know, those are some tips. Yeah. And mostly, you can create your life, and you can create a better uh, future for yourself if you start thinking about the future and create it with your sexual energy. Yes. That's that's the message. And reverse aging starts even before you feel like you're really aging. Like I know a lot of people my age who already have. Back, joint problems, back problems, like things that are setting into their bodies and they're in their 30s. So, you know, utilizing what you're sharing here is really important and applies to everyone. I was them. Yeah. I was them. I was angry and in pain in my 30s. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there, came, there became a point where I had to stop like blaming it on my parents or yeah. blaming it on this or blaming it on. I had to like, I had to pull myself up by my own bootstraps and say, what am I going to do about it? Yeah. And I did. I, I really did. And I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I had the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And you can go to ISTA where you'll learn a lot of the emotional release and everything that Lori's talking about. You can also contact Lori at lorihandlers.com. And like she said, she's got courses on this. You can reach out to her if you have questions. Go find her on social media. She's got tons of wisdom to share, and she's across so many different subjects. So connect with her. Is there anything else that you would like to say? I want to say that I just cut every all the programs on my um, website in half. So I was going to do it as a holiday special, but then I just decided just do it because I want to. So they were like, I think all the online programs were something like $97, which isn't much anyway. So if you're in Sheboygan and you can't make it to a program, yeah, because cause you're in the 
you know, you're somewhere out in the, the regions where there aren't that many programs, you can get my programs online now for half, for like $45. They're all videotaped and, and I narrate them and um, you can learn right in the privacy of your own home, Tantra. And you can learn about emotional release and you can learn about Lottie Han moving in the unknown and you can learn about exquisite lovers and you can learn about Tantra meets BDSM. Everything I offer is now in an online course as well as an in-person course. So go to lauriehandlers.com and find stuff and, you know, give yourself a treat. Yes. Yes. It starts with you. It's don't expect anyone to do it for you or even twist your arm. Just twist your own arm. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Lori. Thank you, Robin. What a pleasure to be with you. Thank you. Thank you again.